0: gonna need a bigger boat oh what a day what a lovely day i'm having an old friend dinner you are
1: a toy oh, she wouldn't even harm a fly you can't handle the truth i'll be back
0: english motherfucker do you speak it just keep swimming just keep swimming just keep swimming swimming swimming
1: And welcome, everybody, to
0: another Cinematic Blind Spot Bonus. I'm Adam. And I'm Josh. Today we have a very special episode, because we are doing a top five 90s movies. Yes, we are both children of the 90s, and those were very formative years as far as cinema is concerned. Yeah, it's like, being born in the mid-80s, the 90s is where we ingested a whole lot of cinema, I would say. Yes.
1: Like, I... You know, I, I tell people I was born in the 80s, but I grew up in the 90s, so I'm a 90s kid.
0: Yeah, because, like, sometimes it's funny. This it works with 90s movies, but also they'll ask me, what's my favorite genre of music? And I'm like, 90s? <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, it could be anything, and I love 90s. But we're doing this episode because I've been talking with this guy named Brad on another podcast called The Watchers Podcast. Uh-huh. And he said they're gonna be doing a top ten of nineties movies. If we wanted to, we could give each other shout out. So I was like, sure, we could do that. So by the time this airs, their episode should be out. So after you get done listening to this, go over there and listen to theirs. I, I can't wait to see what they're gonna have on theirs. Yeah, that does sound interesting. They have a couple interesting hosts on there that sometimes I can't get a feel for, but I like that. You know, <laughs> yeah, I love yeah, I, Anytime I can hear people talk about film, yeah, I'm good with it. So, yeah, that, that's the Watchers Podcast, so make sure you go check them out after this. All right. So, starting off our top five, what is your number five, Josh? All right, I'm going all the way back to 1990, the very, the beginning, very beginning of the decade. Okay. I'm going Tim Burton. I think the first time he ever worked with Johnny Depp. Winona Ryder. Ah. Anthony Michael Hall. I know where you're going with this. And a very special cameo by Vincent, Vincent Price. Price. Yep. This is Edward Scissorhands. I just, I love this movie. I think I, I had to see it shortly after it came out. I didn't mm-hmm. see it in theaters or anything. I remember the, I remember the name Edward Scissorhands, but I don't think
1: I actually saw the movie until I was in high school. So that would have been the 2000s. For oh, me okay. Early 2000s. No, I I, I remembered I remember them making a joke about um, him in, you remember that old show Bobby's World?
0: I remember it, I didn't watch it, but I do remember
1: it. They 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 made an Edward Scissorhands joke in that in that show in one episode. So I so I knew who he was, I just hadn't seen the movie. Oh, okay. But yes, that is a damn good movie. <clears throat> For my number five, I'm going back to nineteen ninety-five with one of the, in my opinion, just one of the epitome of a film that encompasses everything about crazy nineties comedy like they don't make comedy focused around characters like this anymore it it's it's all i mean don't 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 get me wrong like modern comedy is still funny but in, in a lot of comedies in the 90s it was one character that pretty much was the
0: entire movie that's a good point because it, it is a lot of more group comedies yes, yes these yeah, days, I mean, yeah. Like, like we just did a bunch you know forgetting Sarah Marshall and and uh, yeah it's a whole ensemble yeah it's of comedy a bunch char- of different yeah.
1: characters but in in this particular movie and I'm going with the sequel instead of the original because I saw the sequel before I saw the original I am going with Ace Ventura when nature calls with a 32% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics, ouch, and a 72% from the audience. So I'm defi- definitely siding with the audience on this one. I just remember, like, because my dad thought that Jim Carrey was just the dumbest thing ever, and I almost wasn't allowed to watch any of his movies. Uh, and I, one night I was on, I was channel surfing and found this one on, and it just it was at the part where he was wrestling the alligator after having gone over the, the waterfall, and I just remember thinking that was the funniest thing ever and of course you know you can't forget the uh, the rhino birthing scene oh yeah that, that, <laughs> that is the scene
0: that stands out in my mind from that movie yeah, yes. that was a great one so yes my number five ace ventura when nature calls and i guess before i actually say my number four i, I didn't give a rotten tomato score for Edward scissorhands oh, yes it was uh critically liked and audience loved i mean 90 percent from the critics 91 from the audience so, that's a that's unanimous yeah so then I'll go on to my number four. Close in years to yours, I go to nineteen ninety four, the year before. Okay. Directed by Jan Bont. Yeah, that's he's more known for being like a cinematographer than okay. a director. But he did direct this. So you got Dennis Hopper, Jeff Daniels, Joe Morton. Oh, let me get to the big names. Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves. Oh Speed. Well, okay. Yeah. Whenever you said whenever you said uh uh, excuse me, whatever you said, uh, Jeff Daniels, I'm like, I know this movie. Yes. Oh, yeah. That has a Rotten Tomato critic score of 94%. Audience scores down to 76. I mean, still a good score, but I actually think that's kind of low for that speed. That is pretty low. I mean, that's like one of those,
1: you know, pinnacle of nineties action flicks. That's another thing. They don't make movies like that anymore is, is action movies from the nineties.
0: I guess cause everybody looks at it now as die hard on a bus. Cause everybody likes to say, yeah. Every action movie after Die Hard was Die Hard on X. Yeah, and yeah. I guess they look at that as Die Hard on a bus, even though it's different. But they I tend I, to do that. I I just that you know you know me I love car chases and it's you know that really <clears throat> kind
1: of changes up the formula when it's a car chase with something big like a bus and,
0: and, and it can't slow down. Yeah, and it, it can't cannot stop. slow
1: down. That's that 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 was a really cool little twist there. So, for my number four, I'm jumping forward to 1996. It's, it was really hard to make this list and not just have a bunch of action movies. Oh, it could easily be 90s could, action. It could, yes. yes, it could easily all be 90s action yes. movies. But I'm going with a film from 1996, directed by Jerry Bruckheimer, starring Sean Connery, Ed Harris, and Nicolas Cage. I'm pretty sure this was the first movie I ever saw Nicolas Cage in. I'm going with The Rock, with a 66 from the critics and an 85 from the audience. This was one of those really interesting movies cuz like the bad guy for me specifically the bad guy you know ed harris's character he's he's a bad guy with noble um motives okay. you know he he he's got a good reason to do these bad things i mean that doesn't really justify what he's doing but he he has he has
0: his <laughs> his heart is in the right place i guess you could say but his head is not right that's one of those movies, like, I know everybody loves, but I've only seen it, I think, one time, and it was probably in the 90s, so uh-huh. it's, it doesn't stand clear to me anymore, and mm-hmm. I probably should go back. That and another Nicolas Cage, the uh, Con Air. Mm-hmm. I don't know, for some reason in my mind, I always put those movies together. Well, they, they I mean, they're both Nicolas Cage movies,
1: they're both Jerry Bruckheimer movies, and I think Michael Bay was producing or something, or...
0: Okay, you might be right, I have I, no I, idea. I can't remember, I remember the name Michael those. Bay
1: being attached to them somewhere. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, the rock had a great car chase too. I love, I love car chase movies.
0: <laughs> Move on to my number three. I'm going, well, once again, 1994, actually. Okay. With a Rotten Tomato Critics score of 88% and the audience score of 89%. So another one that's very close. This is the debut of Kevin Smith and in our introduction to the characters of Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, I can't believe I didn't I'm see that one coming. Going with Clerks this is one of the few movies that my brother introduced me to because my brother is not a big movie person uh-huh. but he did introduce me to clerks it's probably the first time I ever watched a black and white movie and enjoyed it because uh-huh. I always just you know the normal kids thought that oh black and white that means it's boring yeah because yeah. even like Wizard of Oz had that Technicolor or whatever by that time yeah. you yeah know? mm-hmm. so this was the first time and I I love I love, love Clarks too. But I don't love it as much as I love Clerks. I still haven't seen Clerks too, and
1: I did not see Clerks until just a few years ago. I saw a video online; it was an interview with Kevin Smith, him talking about the process of making this film, and just I just thought the story of how he made this movie was so cool. I'm like, just for that, just because of the story behind it, I want to see this movie. Yeah, and now it's part of my collection.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. and,
1: And you know, for for him to like. I, I don't even know if it's really possible to do anything like that anymore because he's like I think that movie was made on like a five or six thousand dollar budget something like that it was not a lot of money right but
0: nowadays you know quote unquote indie flicks cost 17 million to make. Well you know actually that some do mm-hmm. you're right uh, I think they actually uh, technically indicate yeah I can't go I don't know about 17 I million mean, that seems a little high but I want to say three billboards cost that much. And it was considered an indie movie? I thought it was. Because there are still small movies. Like, there was a movie a few years ago. I haven't actually checked it out, but it was made for like 7000 Oh, it's okay. It's called The Battery, and it, ha- it they say it has high production value as far as looks go. Hmm. Uh, I haven't checked it out, but... So it can be done, but it is definitely rare. Mm-hmm. Well it was it was just a stroke of luck
1: that he got found out the way he did, you know, that one extra person showed up to the premiere of this movie and it happened to be someone from I, I can't remember if it was Sundance or, or what. But but yeah, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. A pretty awesome story. And that line about my girlfriend sucked 36 cocks. And the guys like, at once? No, in, in a row. Oh, in a row. Yeah.
0: 37. Oh, 37, right, oh, right. Oh, was that with my number 36? Oh, 37?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I... That that movie just had some like some great like like the scene where the guy is uh, is like, reading off all the na- the titles of the movies while that
0: little kid is standing right there. Yeah, because it's awesome because he, he works at a video store, so I love watching it for that. Because, unfortunately, and if any of you are young enough, you might not even know what that is. But we don't have those around anymore. No, no. And man. I miss going to the video store on, like, a Friday night. And you know me, do. I would browse the horror section mostly, but... Mm-hmm.
1: Like, um, the guy on, on YouTube, a uh, Cinemassacre, James Rolfe, he has got basically like a little video store in his basement where he's got just rows and rows j- j- set up just like it would have been in a video store. I'm like, I want to go visit that so bad. Cause I actually do miss going to the video store.
0: I want to go visit every, this is, they've done, this is the third time they're doing it out in LA. There's a thing called Slashback Video mm-hmm. and it's all about horror movies. Right. And they have it open at some, this place called the Mystic Museum. And I think, like, you can go every day of the week, and I think on Sundays they turn around the videotape so that you can see the back, because that's what you usually do as a kid, because you're not allowed to touch them, obviously, Uh because it's an exhibit. Right. But I'm like, man, I need to go out there to check that out. There's a a store,
1: I forget exactly where it is, but it's it's still a video store that you can still rent movies from. And um, James Rolfe actually went there recently and did a video about it. They have the Marvin... Um, bought a double where, where the special effects piece from Pulp Fiction when when oh. Marvin gets his head blown off. Right. Okay. They have that up on a, up in a in a case somewhere because Phil Lamar, the guy who played yeah, that right. character, I follow him on on Instagram. He took a selfie of himself
0: standing in front of this thing. I remember you tagged me in the selfie. I didn't realize that was in a video. Well, store. no, that was that was actually a different selfie. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I have to. I have to okay. show you a, a, the uh, the other one. I do remember you tagging me in one selfie of that. Okay. Yeah. So now to your number three.
1: My number three. I have a hard time reminding myself that this is a 90s movie because it was so revolutionary for its time. And I have recently gone back and watched this movie again and it still holds up very well. It is one of the greatest action films of all time, in my opinion. Another Keanu Reeves movie, also Lawrence Fishburne and uh, Carrie Ann Moss, directed by um, the Wachowski siblings.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess at this point. Yeah, you gotta, they're they're you siblings. They're that. not the
1: Wachowski brothers anymore. They're the Wachowski siblings, and this is the Matrix. I remember where I was. The first, I was actually on a on a school trip, and some we we were in we were in buses that had like a VCR and little little TVs in them, and I remember watching this, going, "What the hell is going on?" <laughs> and being like so engrossed in this movie. And of course, the big lobby shootout scene. That's got to be one of the greatest gunfights ever put to film. So, yeah, that's really all I can say about The Matrix. Movie. Well, I
0: mean, it's actually, we talked about the best of decade. We talked about how John Wick kind of changed the action movie. Mm-hmm. At that point, he had already done it before with The Matrix. Right. You know, so mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves has changed action movies twice, twice. in his career. <laughs> that's crazy. That is pretty crazy. Like, how does he
1: keep getting getting put in these positions to, to make these revolutionary movies?
0: I think the one bad thing about The Matrix, and it's not The Matrix's fault. It's not their fault. But my God, did everybody copy Bullet Time after I that know, movie? I know. Like,
1: every movie that came out for, like, the next two years. I remember
0: Scary Movie and Deuce Bigalow, Mail Scary Gig-Alo. Movie, I didn't mind it because I knew they were just spoofing mm-hmm. completely. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you had, well, what was Trek? that movie? <laughs> the first Shrek <laughs> movie? I didn't even remember that, but I, you're right. Yes, I, just, I do know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. No, even, like. House of the Dead, a horror movie, straight-up horror movie, was copying with bullet time. Well, that was Uwe Boll, so, I mean... No one knew what Uwe Boll meant yet. Yeah, <laughs> that's and why now we do, unfortunately. Yes, I know. I know. The worst theater experience I've had ever was House of the Dead, so... <laughs> All right, let's move on to better things. Moving on, yes, to number two. Number two. 1991 for this movie for me. Mm-hmm. A uh, critic score of only 69% and an audience score of 79%. Got uh, Patrick Swayze, Gary Busey. This is my other Keanu Reeves movie. Still not directed by Catherine Bigelow. Um, s- A movie about what? surfing. Oh, okay, okay. I know the one you're talking about. Now. Point Break. Still haven't seen it. And well, this is one. This is one that I probably have only seen in the last three or four years. But oh, okay. it immediately jumped up because I was like, "Holy hell, I love this movie!" Did you see it after the remake came out or before? I think I, I think I saw it maybe like right before the remake came mm-hmm. out. I didn't watch the remake, that's Yeah, for sure. I heard the remake was terrible. But, I mean, you got Keanu Reeves as Johnny Utah, Patrick Swayze as Bodie. I mean, what cool names are those? Yeah. I love them. Yeah, you need to check this movie out because this is a great one. This is a great action movie. And, of course, it made all the presidents mass famous because that's yes. how they rob banks. But moving on to year number My two. My
1: number two. Fitting that this would fall in number two for me. From 1991... <laughs> Directed by James Cameron with an audience with a critic score of 93% and an audience score of 94%. This is the greatest sequel ever made. I'm talking about Terminator 2 Judgment Day. This movie, I I remember like my parents rented the video, the VHS of it. They would not let me watch the whole thing because I was five at this time, maybe six whenever it was on video. Yeah. But they would let me watch the chase scene. This may have been my first chase scene. This may have been where I loved chase, You know, watching this little kid on a motorcycle being chased by this giant truck. I thought was like amazing. <laughs> and then, and and you know, my dad is from California, so he knows the L.A. River and all that, which is where they shot that movie, and where that particular scene. And just. There's so much amazing action. And also, again, you know, very cutting-edge special effects for the time with the T-1000, you know, computer animation there. Because when you go back and look at the original T-800, it's like stop-motion animation. But T-1000 was was computer-animated. He looked so cool. He was such yeah, an awesome know. bad guy. yeah. And then there was that joke he did in Wayne's World, and I about pissed myself when I saw that. Did you remember that?
0: No, I don't. I've seen it, but I don't remember. Well, he,
1: you know, Wayne gets pulled over by the cops, and it's T-1000, and he holds up a picture of John Connor. Have
0: you seen this boy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Wayne's just like, ah, ah, and just goes driving off in his little car
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah that, was like, that was like that was like one of the all. greatest movie crossover cameos i think i've ever seen i remember it's so weird because john carner's little friend the one with the red hair like uh-huh. the mullet hairstyle i always remember here from uh do you ever watch salute your shorts yes he was budnick on that so like the it's little so troublemaker I've kid seen it, i don't remember who any of the characters were but i do remember the show oh okay yeah he was Bud, the troublemaker not okay. donkey lips though okay so On to your number one. My number one. And I kind of base these off my rewatchability factors because, and something we didn't say at the beginning of the episode that we should have is obviously when we did our top five movies of all time, we left off the 90s movies that made that list. Right. right. Because I think three of my top five were from the 90s. And two of mine were. So Mm -hmm. that would have made the list a little boring if we did that. Yeah. So I went with a movie that has a from 1993. Rotten Tomato critic score of 62% and an audience score of 66%. This movie has Bob Gunton. No, I'm not talking about Shawshank. <laughs> this movie has Glenn Shadix. No, Beetlejuice didn't come out in the 90s. This movie has Dennis Leary. This movie has a Jack Black in a cameo role, in a very small cameo role. Probably, Even though I didn't know who he was, probably was the first time I ever saw him. You know Benjamin Bratt? no yes you know him yes also has sandra bullock i am i know i'm working my way you are really okay okay time to put out the big guns i guess (laughs) this movie has wesley snipes as simon phoenix and sylvester stallone as john sparta Ah! demolition man demolition man okay I fucking love this movie. Swearing tax. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I would, I wouldn't make it in that world. And, I wouldn't either. And I I'd don't be know, poor. I don't know that I want to live in a world where Taco Bell is considered fine dining. Although I think I heard in that <laughs> it, it, internationally it was switched to Pizza Hut. Really? Yeah, I think I heard. that I guess, somewhere. Pizza, I guess
1: pizza is a much more international food than Taco Bell is.
0: But one thing, Demolition Man, nineteen ninety three taught us. We don't need toilet paper. So we're having a toilet paper crisis. We don't need it. Three seashells, that's all you need. Oh my god. That's all you need. Boom. Toilet paper problem solved. <laughs> Good Lord, I, I I'm I I am literally impressed that you were able to work a coronavirus reference
1: into this episode. <laughs> Congratulations. I,
0: you know what it just came to I, it came to me tonight. I was like <laughs> the whole toilet paper Wait a minute. They have the three seashells. That's perfect. Oh my goodness. That's
1: great. Well, for my number one best movie of the 90s, this would also be in my top five favorite animated films because you know me, I got to have something animated. This film from 1999 with a Rotten Tomato Critics score of 96 and an audience score of 90. I'm going to side with the critics on this one.
0: Still high either way.
1: Yes. Before he directed The Incredibles one and two before he directed Ratatouille before he directed Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol that's quite a that's quite a uh, variety there
0: yes it is
1: Brad Bird made his directorial debut with The Iron Giant I remember seeing trailers for this I was in Walmart I was like with my grandma or something and it happened of course me I had to go to the electronics department and all these TVs were showing this trailer for a movie I'd never heard of and looking back, this movie was such a victim of poor, poor advertising. Because if you go back and watch the original trailers for this film, it's all, it looks goofy and cartoony. The music is really upbeat and funny, but this movie has a lot of heart.
0: Right. It really
1: does. And, you know, it, it gets deep, you know, you know, dealing with loss, dealing with death, you know, I'm, I. I, I think I read somewhere that Brad Bird's sister was killed accidentally, accidentally shot to death by, Ooh. by, you know, someone who thought a gun wasn't loaded. So, you know, he, <clears throat> excuse me, he, um, kind of put that in there as well. That was part of his personal experience. And I can, I can understand him not liking guns if that's the case. Right. But this movie is so beautiful. I still love it to this very day. A, a few years ago, they came out with the signature edition, which actually put a couple of, um, uh, deleted scenes back in the movie. Oh, okay. And, you know, you've, you, I'm sure you've seen it on my shelf out there. I've got the big signature edition box set that it's numbered. I am like, I, I when, when, if, if it's a movie I love that much and they're coming out with a special edition of it, I've got to have it. So, yes, my number one is The Iron Giant. So, is
0: this movie not successful when you say the marketing was wrong? Because I don't, I don't, I don't I know. I feel like I, I, don't
1: I mean. have to look up the, um, you know, the box office mojo for it. But, yeah, it was not successful. It was critically loved. Right. Even the audience loved it. But I don't think it made a lot of money because okay. people didn't really know what to expect from it. Right. You know? Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't okay. think it did well financially. So, that wraps up our top five favorite movies from the
0: 1990s. We could probably easily do a top 20 list of 90s flicks. Oh, yes. Yeah, because, yeah, there was plenty I left on. mm Oh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Batman Returns came out in the 90s. I'm a huge yeah. fan of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah. So, I mean, I got a lot of movies. Three ninjas. Three ninjas. <laughs> hey, I was, a tum-tum. I, love, I was I love one, that movie when I was a kid. Me and two of my friends used to play the three ninjas. I was always tum tum. Cause I was the little <laughs> smallest one. So <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, man. Little rascals. I was Spanky. Oh yeah. Everybody called rascal, me I Spanky.
1: About that one. Oh, I'm um, Dennis the menace. Dennis. Dennis the I menace. Love, love Dennis the menace. And I was, I was sure to tell, um, um, shit. Um, Beverly, Howard the Duck. Oh, Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson, thank you. I was sure to tell her that whenever I got her autograph that, you know, Howard the Duck and Dennis the Menace were two mo- big movies of my childhood. Oh, okay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, that's going to wrap up this blind spot bonus. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you have your own personal top five favorite 90s movies, we'd love to know what they are. You can find us on all the socials. We're on Facebook and Instagram. We actually have our own Facebook group now. Um, And I actually do, I'm trying to do more uh, recent reviews on my YouTube channel, you can find me at, uh, we'll have the link in the description. Uh, am guitar man that's my old youtube handle i need more subscribers if i want to change it to something else i have to have at least 100 subscribers oh is that what it is yeah yeah I, okay apparently that because like whenever i first started the channel you could like create your own custom url but now you have to have a certain number of subscribers
0: all right, and if you don't use the link just uh, search adamant vo yes adamant vo that's all one word but until next time i'm adam and i'm josh And always remember, whether you're
1: in your car or in your theater, always check your blind spots. You guys take care. We'll see you next time.